Hello and welcome. I'm Christina Irvin, leader of Team Clarity. If you had told me I would be setting more healthy boundaries with my closest loved ones, not doing something out of guilt, and comfortable asking for the sale or setting prices equal to my worth in my business after such a short time in this course, I certainly would have told you no way. However, I'm doing all of those things and much, much more unapologetically these days. While you're grabbing a pen and piece of paper, consider this. Just how many people are actually paid to learn? Yes, you heard me correctly. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. And by the time I'm done with this course, I will have earned more than what I invested in this life-changing journey. You can always listen to our prior shows at bit.ly forward slash pay radio. And to get one reminder of our next show, click on the follow button at the top of the page. Now, it's time to dive in and let's get to work. And now, let's meet the rest of the team. Hi, this is Marcia Sertino and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Hello, this is Chelsea Wells from the mountains of Tennessee. Have a blessed day. And now, time for class. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. William Arthur Ward. Mm-hmm. That definitely sets the stage for our upcoming journey. It's all about, if you're feeling the gratitude, it's one of those things that you pay forward. You give it away. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. Remember how at the beginning of our journey... I said the primary goal of our journey is to reawaken a sense of what? Balance. Exactly. Exactly. If I have gratitude and I'm not expressing it, that should throw me out of balance, shouldn't it? As we dive a little bit deeper into thankfulness and gratitude, exercise 30 takes us into our first dip into this pool. On page 171, we talk about a real quick brainstorming exercise. I expected that my thankful list and my grateful list would pretty much be the same. I think that what happened was is that my grateful list was a little more depth to it because it has to do with the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also find it interesting that it just feels like there's a lot of full circle going on right now. Mm-hmm. And some of those areas, yeah, there's obviously grown. And some of those areas, I still go into spin mode. So when I, going through this exercise, I guess is, that's how I explain my experience of it. Growth in mm-hmm. spin mode. <laughs> what did you think of my concept using the awareness of depth such that thankfulness is more of a knee-jerk, surfacy, in-the-moment, easy-to-evaporate sort of emotion. And gratitude is plumbing into the more deeper pools of awareness of having a roof over our heads, being healthy. It's the longer-term things that provides the energy and the resources that we need to do what we do. What do you think of that concept? I personally thought that it, it makes sense, and I think the best way that I can explain is in business, you always be constantly feeling your pipeline of new connections, new relationships, thankfulness, the same thing in your pipeline, your life pipeline. It's always having a new level of awareness for something 
but the gratitude is cultivating that thankfulness. So it brings you balance, in essence. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. That might be good a little example. out there. But that's the way I take it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good example. When I think of being thankful, I think of thankful that I can put food on the table. I'm thankful I can pay my bills because there were so many times that I couldn't. But when I get into the gratefulness, the gratitude, I am so grateful for the journey that I've been on my entire life, all the bad. I'm grateful for that because it brings me to the compassionate, caring person that I am instead of it sending me in the other direction. I'm mm, good point. thankful and grateful for my life, all of it, the good and the bad. Which helps put things in a perspective such that is what I'm hearing you say, Chelsea. It's recognizing that all things considered, some of the things that have happened in your life, you'd never wish on anybody, right? Right. At the same time, you're learning now that what has happened to you has shaped you in a way that if I asked you to give it up, what would you say? No, I'd keep it all. Mm-hmm. Each step in my life, especially when there were so many tragic and bad things, I wouldn't change anything to be who I am now. And that's huge considering a lot of the bad things that happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of it for me was accepting that this has been my journey. This is what has happened to me to bring me to now, to the moment. And being okay with that and learning to use that as a lesson. Bingo. Which then you can offer that lesson to other people. I mean, it it gives me chills, Chelsea, to think of a Pay Me What I'm Worth program offered specifically to women who have been abused by a person who's been there. You've earned your stripes. Therefore, you have, for lack of better words, the street credit Mm -hmm. to help other women who have been abused physically to take steps in their life that not necessarily shortcuts or deprives them of the lessons that you learned possibly three, four, five, six times over. Mm -hmm. Maybe they only have to learn it one or two times. Right. Follow what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. The women that would be part of this group, that they're not going through what they're going through for as long, that they can come to a perspective on it at a younger age, which would totally help the rest of their life. And thus the rest of our world. Oh, yeah. And likewise, I mean, I look at Marsha's journey, again, looking at the thankfulness for everything that's happened in your life, Marsha, and you've shared with us over the many different classes that you wouldn't wish some of those things on anybody, right? (laughs) Absolutely not. I've had those experiences, and I feel that they were unique for me because I do have a way now to help others that might be going through the same thing. I'm just so grateful that I'm alive. I'm still here through all those experiences that I have been somehow the divine presence said, no, you're not leaving this earth at this point. You are here for a reason. I mean, there were times I wish I could have just disappeared being in the situation that I was in. And that, to me, even though I could not literally take my life physically, I wanted to disappear. That tells me that, gee whiz, that's almost like a death wish right there. 
I am so grateful that I did not do anything to cause myself to just pass away, and I'm still here. And I'm getting Amen. stronger, and I can take whatever wisdom and knowledge that I do have through all those experiences, and I can share them to help somebody else who's going through the same thing. That is huge, Marsha. That is huge. I think if most people were honest, most people probably felt like that at one time or another during their life. I can honestly say that I have felt like that a lot of times throughout my life that I just wanted to disappear, just get in my car, no one know where I was, and I'm very thankful I didn't do that. As we look at thankfulness as being the gateway practice to wake us up to gratitude, Christina, if I'm saying thank you to you all the time, thank you, 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 thank you. I don't sense from you you're hearing my thanks. That's why I'm saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all the time. I'm going to stop saying thank you. My point, when someone says thank you to me, I make a purposeful effort to stop what I'm doing, take that thanks in and feel it so that I can respond back to whoever's giving me that thanks in a way that they know I heard them. Because if I'm not feeling heard in my thankfulness and I stop being thankful, the paradox flip is then that person might just turn around and think, well, what an ungrateful twit. (laughs) That was a lesson that I remember my mother teaching me early on in life when someone says thank you or someone shows you appreciation that you, like you were saying, that it's important for me to always make sure that they understand just how appreciative I am and how much that filled me up in the moment. So I totally agree with you. I I know there are times when someone says thank you to me or attempting some level of gratitude towards me that it does feel like it's empty and going through the motion and as such well you could have just kept that one (laughs) yep (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. I'd have been better off us going on our way and be thinking that made you feel good than really now feeling confirmed that that didn't do anything that didn't mean anything to you so all of my outpouring of it just feels like for not and that doesn't feel good Like if someone does the dishes up, the other person will say thank you. Someone holds the door open, they will say thank you. It might be mundane, and it might seem silly, but that purposeful thank you for all of those actions communicates verbally what might be missed from a nonverbal thank you. And I want to shift into that also. How are you aware of other people's thankfulness minus their words. For example, what do you do for other people that shows your gratitude without words? What are your deeds that you do that shows your gratitude? Let me expand this notion. When I take the bus and I'm way in the back of the bus and it's getting packed and there are other people getting on the bus, especially elderly people, to me it's just being polite and social to offer up my seat to that person. Many don't. Many very able-bodied people just, they don't care. They look at that old person, they don't care. I practice gratitude for my health 
I'm genuinely wishing that person would see me and take my seat. And many times they won't. A lot of older people, they'll look at me like, I don't need your pity. I show my gratitude by being forward thinking. And by that, I mean, you don't have to ask me to do the dishes, take out the trash, shovel the walk, mow the lawn. You don't have to ask me to do the laundry, fold it up and put it away. It's not necessary for you to prompt me to do things that should be done. I generally pride myself on the fact that you come home and you go, wow, that's all done. Thank you. That's how I show gratitude. Proactiveness. What are you proactive in life these days? I tend to be everyone's mama. I enjoy so much taking care of people. I enjoy doing things for them. I enjoy loving them, hugging them. When I hear it back, like I, there's a, a young girl I work with who's just such a special person, and I've pretty much adopted her as a daughter. She sent me the most beautiful text the other day talking about how grateful she was for our relationship and how much I meant to her. Instead of me just making a joke about it, I thanked her and told her how much that meant to me. Well, that's beautiful. I'm making a point, usually weekly, of sending someone a podcast recording or a blog post or video, some kind of resource link that they may have mentioned weeks ago of an area where they wanted to improve their business. It serves them in that moment, and I'll just send it to them out of the blue. That's one way of me showing gratitude, or maybe I have oh, a, big time. A, a tool that I might have invested in that I don't particularly use very much for my business, but I know someone else would use more for their business. I have been known to share that tool with them. Excellent. Referrals. Qualified referrals, those are the best way to show gratitude. In our situation here, in Team Clarity, I show my gratitude towards you, Christina, in multiple ways. One of those ways is an actual increase in your bank balance. <laughs> I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to go out and take that extra step. But because everything's new, you don't know what this program does and how it does it. I thought, well, I'll throw that out there and see what happens. I am so grateful that the mix of energies and the people stepping up to the plate have helped you offset 100% the cost of this class to you. I find that very unique. I have yet to encounter any other program out there that helps students earn back their tuition and then some before they complete the class. That's the way I show my students gratitude. So it's the tangible and the non-tangible. Now more than ever, can you begin to sense how powerful gratitude can be? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it becomes a state of being for me. I've noticed that that gratitude is actually just that state of being all the time. And if I didn't have that state of being with my gratitude, I would be in fear because I experienced things that I can say that, oh gosh, I'm afraid of what my future holds for me. But because of that state of being, of being in that gratitude all the time, it's the feeling of being touched by the divine saying, it's okay, it'll be all right, just keep going. And Marsha, it ripples, doesn't it? That sense of gratitude ripples. Gratitude has kept me physically healthy. 
gratitude has given me the permission that if something awful were to happen, I may die. I die. I'm not worried about it. I had a good run. As we just talked about in earlier in today's class, I have this notion that when my time's up, it's up. <laughs> Marsha, you were saying there were times where you felt your time was up, and it could have very well been. Right. But it wasn't. You're here to do something more. I'm here to do something more. So gratitude has released in me the fear that is used so pervasively. Look in your checkbook, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this class. Look in your checkbook. How many dollars a month do you spend on fear? I used to spend a lot more than I absolutely do now because ever since I started doing Pay Me What I'm Worth, it's really, really made me aware of how important my gratitude is. And being in that state of being of gratitude really has developed, I think, into a stronger me. It made me less fearful because, of course, we have our guidelines at the start, our contract, that we are not to fear, worry, doubt, and all that. That was in play for me the whole time because I made sure that, hey, if I start feeling that way, I'm going back and I'm taking a look. That's signature in my book. And honestly, it's just become a state of being now. I'm like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. And I am just so grateful that I'm still in the running here. <laughs> <laughs> Marcia, every time I ponder your story about how you purposefully got up on snowy, slippery roofs to shovel snow so that you could earn what you needed as quickly as you could to get into this class... You have no idea how grateful I am for you, whereas I have offered people this class at no cost to them whatsoever. That is just a, a wonderful act of gratitude. One of the areas that I am most grateful for when it comes to thankfulness and gratefulness, at first I was thankful, Chelsea, that you chose to willingly go into a very dark, dark place in your life at the beginning of our journey. You chose to do that. Your skills of choosing otherwise are very powerful. You could have chose otherwise, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could have, that, you could have put on that pair of rose-colored glasses and just, like, totally not gone there, right? Stayed in Chelsea World. That's right. <laughs> That's one of the things I'm grateful for, Tell me what I'm worth for, is that I have gone to quite a few dark places during this journey. Places I needed to go, places I needed to revisit. It's helped so much. Chelsea, did you find that as you allowed yourself to feel thankful for going there, you could go there even deeper? Yep, absolutely. One of the deeper places that I've gone to lately in the last few months is the realization that my mother did not protect me as a child. And I think everybody knows how I feel about my mama and losing her. But for me to actually verbally say that is huge in my emotional healing. Huge. Mm -hmm. And for me to say that, but in the same hand, still love her as deeply as I did and realize that she was human, this was her journey. It's been very awakening, very awakening. 
It's helped you actually molecularly release stuff, true? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the offset of that is you have more energy, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm able to not let past or bad things ever happen. I'm able to not let that pull me under because in the past it was so easy for me to be pulled under all the pain and the the fear and the terror and, and everything and it kept me there for a little while before I could finally climb back out. And I've noticed in this last year, still think about some of the bad things that happen, but I don't stay there. I don't live there. Mm-hmm. And that's huge for me, huge. There are no words to say how big that is for me. So one of the ways that I will be unbelievably blessed, should you choose to take this path, is be able to help another woman get to that place in one of your classes. Equally blessing is, as I witness Christina, you've done something short of miraculous in my book. What's that all? How you shifted and how you care for your mom. It's definitely been a growth, and I'm still navigating it, but it is uh, certainly a lot more, so it's gratifying. <laughs> I mean, I say it's miraculous because, Christina, you're brought up in a culture where doing what you're doing, you're pushing it according to your cultural norms, if I'm not too far off base. Yeah. yeah. I was just talking to Chelsea about that. Was it yesterday, day before yesterday, Chelsea? I was like, I am mm-hmm. a southern black woman, and if there are two cultures that, that don't, they don't air their dirty laundry, it's black people and southerners. <laughs> Very true. But not only not airing dirty laundry, Christina, but you're taking a more healthy stand in how you communicate with your mom. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pushing it, isn't it? You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has your mother said to you, I didn't raise you that way? Uh, probably five minutes before the call. (laughs) (laughs) What is it that's happened in you, Christina? What is it that you've made peace with that has helped you get to this point? Uh, I'm not seeking validation, approval, or acceptance from outside myself. So this extends way beyond just your mother-daughter relationship. This extends to all other relationships, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what other black women do you know who they have no desire to have any affirmation from anybody outside themselves? I'm sure there are some not in, that I immediately can finger on, I don't think. <laughs> but I'm sure there are some. Well, the next 12 people who sign up for Christina Irvin's class, within three months, you'll be there. So... What are you waiting for? (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that I'm grateful for is, remember our conversation in our last class about turning back? Would you ever go back to the way you were? And all three of you, I think, was a resounding, hell no. Oh, no. (laughs) That was loud and clear. There was no equivocation. There was like, are you crazy? (laughs) 
Have you noticed how gratitude has cemented your resolve? Anybody want to speak to that? I can say that one way that I feel gratitude has cemented my resolve is in the number of people who have sent me cards out of the blue or private messages out of the blue about how something that I've spoken into them, into their lives, has set them free or enlightened them and and opened a pathway for them to continue to grow. And mostly I've just shared things that I've known or things that have come to make more sense since I've been in this Pay Me What I'm Worth course. So I've not had to go out of the way. It's just been sharing or or saying, okay, so one of my mentors once told me (laughs) and sharing a conversation of something that you've told me in our one-on-one conversation. So so those have been quite profound ways of gratitude that they, they help me understand even more how balance is possible, and it doesn't always have to be that mighty dollar that drives it. Right. It doesn't have to be something that is strewn all over a billboard. It can be quiet. It can be subtle. It can be anonymous and just as powerful. Bingo. The teacher that's still on this planet that I hold the most dearest to told me, point blank, the best way you can show me gratitude is to forget about me and never mention me ever again. Sounds kind of like a paradox, doesn't it? (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Yeah, it sure does. (laughs) Because in my mind, there's no way I can forget this teacher. This teacher has molecularly rewired me in ways I don't particularly consciously acknowledge every breath I take. If I had to acknowledge all that it takes me to take a breath, if I physically had to consciously acknowledge all the chemical sequences that change with every breath that I take, I don't know that I could talk. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. I was just thinking that, I don't know if you've ever seen an athlete or somebody working out and they tie those rubber bands on, on themselves and connect it to a wall and then run in the opposite direction so that they're running yeah. against you know, resistance. Uh-huh. That, when you, when you release that, you're not running against the resistance. Gratitude helps you fly, doesn't it? Yeah. That's, that's the way I w- want to say it. <laughs> Thanks, so. <laughs> On page 173, in bold, In the second paragraph, I state, a wise person learns from what's reflected back to them, no matter how unpleasant. The more unpleasant, the more likely it's a lesson you really need to learn. When it comes to gratitude, when something in my own reflection, as I take in someone's gratitude, or what I sense or judge or interpret as a lack of gratitude. That reflection is a teacher for powerful teachers. As we begin to wrap up this first dip into our gratitude guidelines pool, anybody got a story around how a reflection about someone's gratitude reflected something kind of back to you that you had to take a look at? I had just the other day a good friend and mastermind partner reflected back to me 
I was fine with it at first, but then it started feeling a little personal, unfairly personal. And I felt like what was initially being reflected back to me, cool, there was something I could take out of it. But then it started feeling like it was more of a shot at me rather than mm-hmm. something else. And then I got in my feelings about it. And I, I'm very much one of those, I, I'm chill, I'm chill, I'm chill, I'm chill. But then when I feel like someone's questioning my integrity, I come out swinging. Mm-hmm. So I, I got in my feelings like big time. For those who are not sure what that means, when God in my feelings, I was mad. I had my feelings on my shoulder, right, on my sleeve, right? Mm. And then in the moment, I, which has contributed to this journey that we've been on, in the moment, I was able to recognize, wait a minute, why are you in your feelings right now? Wow. (laughs) There's something to the reason, the fact that you're in your feelings real hard right now, Christina. And I took a step back and I said, the one thing that I do know about this person who is mirroring back to me is that under no uncertain circumstance do I feel like this person would ever be coming after me in a malicious way. There's more point to this communication than them coming at me just to pull me down a peg or two. It was not even about that. So then I was able to then listen a little bit more and and observe a few things And when we hung up, I started thinking, and I was like, huh, there's some validity in what this person is saying. There's some, so I called him back. I was like, I I need you to know. I was in my feelings for a minute. I got out of my feelings because I knew no matter what, you weren't coming after me in that way. And I needed to observe why that affected me in such a way. Do I agree with everything that you said? No, but there's absolutely a lot of value in what you said. And for that, I appreciate your willingness to be uncomfortable and express that to me. And you could just, like, see the relief just jump off of their body for me being willing to receive that. And and I said, you know, a mark of a true leader is someone who they can handle that. Like, they want people in their lives that are willing to have those uncomfortable conversations. I appreciated it, and it made me feel even how close our bond really is. Mm, I'm tingling all over. It's like, you know how your leg goes to sleep and you stand up and go, ah! It's like, that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm just tingling all over. (laughs) Christina, that's an awesome example. Awesome, awesome, awesome example. Gratitude is not all light and fluffy, is it? Gratitude can be painted and gussied up to make it look like it's all light, fluffy, joyful, happy, happy, happy. That's just part of it, isn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. All three of you have miraculously allowed gratitude to take you into places into your life where it could have been very easy for you to go into a downward spiral that you might not have gotten out of. Yeah? Yeah. But you had your life vest on. You had the gratitude life vest on. And you said, all right, I'm going to dive into this cesspool. I've got my gratitude life vest on. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Right now, I'm just so grateful that I have that gift of wonderment back. I think that is so precious to me right now. Everything that we talked about in this class, I'm going to sit and ponder and absorb all day long. (laughs) Feels really good. What is that saying about art imitating life or something like that? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm kind of an eerie, odd way that these discussions do just that so often. (laughs) Do not attempt to adjust that dial. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, this preps us for our next step, exercise 31, a lesson learned is wisdom earned. You recall the concept of the wisdom bank? Mm -hmm. I'm going to tap into that a little bit more. We're going to polish up our ability to tap into that wisdom bank. And yeah, because I know that there's another level to that. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm ready and need that right now <laughs> in the application of that whole concept. <laughs> Unlike traditional accounting where debits and credit, one adds, one subtracts, right? Mm-hmm. In the wisdom bank, a negative can actually add, doesn't it? Thank you for saying that. I'm giving you a virtual hug and a kiss on the top of your bald head, so. <laughs> what other bank can something considered a withdrawal be also considered not only a deposit, but a deposit with interest, other than the wisdom bank? Gratitude. Bingo. You all have expressed it with everything that's happened in your life. Chelsea, all of the abuse you've experienced. Marsha, you've experienced something similar. Christina, with the relationship that you've had with your competitor and how that shaped your life. All of those, what could be societally readily accepted as negatives, yeah? Mm -hmm. With this chapter, you're going to flip it into some of the most amazing deposits into your wisdom bank you will have ever witnessed. Looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get it in before we were done. <laughs> so have you gone to see Star Wars or do you plan to go see Star Wars? Oh, I saw it. Are you kidding? You got it. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> you were just like a little kid just did right then. So. <laughs> I love it. The force is not only waking up, honey, but don't piss me off because <clears throat> <laughs> you have no idea. I mean, the Star Wars analogy, the force awakens, is very analogous to what we're doing in their journey together, isn't it? It really is. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. What force is awakening in you right now? For me, it's the force of stepping in, not planning, not researching, just stepping in to who I am and what my mission is. I've spent too many years plotting and planning what I should do, and it's time to step on in. Hmm, Marsha, do you know anybody like that? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I could tell you that I think I started feeling that way as soon as uh, I was invited to... uh, Start a class. <laughs> I was so, yes, I wanted to step into that role. Just that state of being where I know I can bring out my divine self and go for it. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. I never thought I would be able to explain that. And here I am. I know that feeling. I know that state of being now. I didn't know it before. Y'all better watch out for Marsha Sortino. Telling you. <laughs> oh, totally. Well, I better watch out for all three of you. Yeah, for me, I feel like incrementally through my life, I've always been an action taker in, in one way or another. But 
where I'm dangerous in a good way. Now, I'd imagine it would be like a marathon runner. A young marathon runner just wants to just shoot out the gate and just run it like crazy and lead the pack the whole way. Whereas that wise one, they know when to kick it in the curves and they know when to kick that last good kick to the finish line. And I think that's that's me. I'm more wise with, with my tools because now I've got a voice that doesn't get blunted just because I doubt something or I fear somebody's reaction to it. Now I've got to drive like when I feel a level of pissivity on a matter, then I have a willingness to take action where, as before, I was doubtful in taking action out of lack of confidence. Beautiful. What you're going to find in Exercise 31 is how to balance planning with doing. That'll be great. I have watched too many people, and I have suffered from this myself. Plan, 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 plan. We plan our asses off. We show the plan to all the experts, all the experts. Yep, got a good plan. All right, I've done my planning. Everything is supposed to work now. So I've gotten the blessings and the approvals, and everything's supposedly going to work. And you throw the plan into play, and something that you had absolutely no idea whatsoever, like a plane hitting a high-rise in New York, happens. How do you plan for that? You don't. How do you plan for a person to show up in a movie theater and gun down half the theater? You don't. You don't. How do you plan on getting a flu virus by someone in the office who really should have stayed home that day? You don't, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So when I let go of micromanaging my planning and developing the art like Marsh is doing, you get a sense, you get a feeling, a clarity, a direction, and then you just hit it. And my litmus test to that is if things are literally unfolding in a miraculous way, things are happening, people are showing up, resources are showing up before I even knew I needed them, I know I'm on the right path. If things become a little more difficult, if I sense a friction, meaning I've got to push the boulder up the hill, and the hill gets steeper and steeper, and I keep pushing that damn boulder up the hill, I know that I will at some point lose my strength, and that boulder will squish me. <laughs> That's when I know that I have to let go of my plan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you just hear back from that? Stop doing all the planning and jump in. Step into it. Exactly. And pop some champagne corks every inch of the way. <laughs> that would be cupcake Moscato, please. There we go. Ooh, I'll Lord, take that, good. too. Thank you for listening. Any personal ahas of your own? As one of many Pay Me What I'm Worth team captains, it's my role to help you get serious about removing blocks to your success as well as live a more stress-free, confident life. Wonder if this course is for you? If you are a serious action taker committed to playing big in life and being your best you, I look forward to seeing you in my next class. Call me at area code 423-737-5809. Again, that's 423-737-5809 to talk about your next steps. Before you go, let's continue this discussion in the comment box below. You can always help other people have breakthrough moments when you share this show across your social media. I look forward to speaking with you. You're listening to Christina Irvin 
one of the many team captains for Pay Radio. Definitely radio worth listening to. Have a great day. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.